Hello everyone, and welcome back to Geek Culture. Finally, oh my lord, man, it's been it's been it's been been how long? A, a week since the last one? Yeah, I mean September 2019 is can't really get better than that. What? Excuse what 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 month is it? It's it's September 2019, a week after I did the last. Uh, podcast. It, it isn't? What year is it? 2020? January 1st, right? Not, like, I didn't... I didn't it's February! February 19th? Oh my god. It's It's been a while. Um. Huh. Thank you, uh, person that's not really there. Um, wouldn't have found that out without you. Um, alright, so it's been quite a while since the last podcast, but, um, uh, a lot has changed. Uh, I'm currently 14 years old. Uh, I think the last upload I did, I was 13. I was, it was eight days away from my birthday. Um... I'm playing this off as a joke, but it's actually kind of genuinely weird because I haven't done one of these in a while. Oh my god, texting, huh? Okay. Um, but yeah, so it, 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 it's been a while since the last podcast. Uh, I apologize if if you genuinely miss these. Um, I, I, I genuinely miss them as well. Um, we got a lot to discuss. A lot to discuss. A lot has happened in the past uh, five months? Yes? Five months? Math? Yes. Um, so, let's just get right back into it. Um, welcome back to Geek Culture. Alright, so, a uh, funny story. Uh, my friend is currently texting me about this right now, but I got kicked from a Discord server, and you're not going to know the reason, and you're not going to guess what the reason is. So, a little bit of context. Um... And if you don't know what Discord is, it's like a it's like a message it's like a messaging app basically, uh, where you can join someone's servers and they like have a bunch of people on them. It's like a big giant group chat, but like for specifically gaming purposes. Um, but anyway, a little bit of context. I have been getting a lot into Pokemon right now. I am I've been playing so much Pokemon. Um, currently, the the new games that just came out, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, I had I have sword version. There's there's literally nothing different between sword and shield except for like maybe uh, like ten things at the very most. <laughs> they're 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 the exact same price and they're the exact same game, just with minor changes. It's uh, the way that Pokemon market stuff is kind of kind of weird. But um anyway, so I've been getting a lot into Pokemon Sword. I've been trying to, uh, as they say, catch them all. Um, um, but yeah, I've just been getting really into it. So I decided, and my friend Ethan, um, has decided, uh, to introduce me to, like, Pokemon trading, uh, with other people. So he invited me to this Pokemon Discord server where, uh, I can just, uh, ask, like, I can put up offers for Pokemon and see what, uh, other people want and I can just, like, trade them, uh, through the game. 
um, trade the Pokemon with them through the game, and then, you know, we're all done. But apparently, uh, there are Pokemon hackers out there that hack uh, Pokemon with, like, maxed, maxed, like, stats, like, maxed power and attacks and stuff like that. Um, and they put them in their game to trade with other people. And apparently, I was traded a hacked Pokemon, and um, I guess someone, and then I guess I traded that Pokemon that I didn't know was hacked to another person. They were like, oh, wait, this thing is hacked. I, th- I think this kid, I think this kid hacked this Pokemon. Because <laughs> I don't check the stats. I should have checked the stats of the Pokemon. Because, you know, I don't really think anything of that. Like, it, it, it. It's kind of it's kind of stupid that we live in a world where someone wants to hack Pokemon and then blame their hacked Pokemon on somebody else. I, I bet they weren't trying to blame it or like anything. But so this person traded their hacked Pokemon to me, and then I, not knowing what the stats were or anything like that, I traded that to somebody else uh, for their thing, and um. M- Earlier, I think this was, I think this happened recently, um, I think that happened recently, because I had a sleepover this past weekend, um, and my friend muted that Discord server, so all the notifications I was getting from the server, I wasn't getting anymore. Uh, so whenever I traded with that person, and I sent them the, uh, supposedly hacked Pokemon, they were like, hey, wait, this thing's hacked. Um, I think we should get a permanent ban on this kid. So they banned me, and I'm out of the server now, because I accidentally traded a banned Pokemon. I was illegally, uh, trading Pokemon, as I, I guess that would you put, I guess that's what you'd put it in that server's rules. I was illegally trading hacked Pokemon, or, or a single hacked Pokemon, hacked Pokemon. <sighs> The the idea of it is the funniest thing I've ever heard of. And like I'm I don't really care that much. It's fine. I'm not like I'm not like super I'm not mad about it. But just the odds of me getting a hacked Pokemon and then trading that Pokemon on knowing that it was hacked and then getting banned. I I find that very funny. And then they, they offer like appeal forms and stuff like that, but it's in a certain time frame, since <laughs> I've already and because I got mute and because the server got muted by my friend who was up over at the weekends, um, I I didn't get I didn't get the chance to appeal my my situation. I guess I guess that's what you say. I don't know, but yeah, that that was just uh, that was that was odd, very very odd. Um, what else has been going on <laughs> except for uh, Caden getting banned on on a on, on a Pokemon Discord server? Huh. Um. Oh, that was loud. I'm sorry if I don't know how loud that was. Um, but um, I have been to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's amazing. Galaxy's Edge is amazing, and I don't, this isn't really old news, because they just had their new ride open in December, but I've been to Galaxy's Edge, and I've ridden Rise of the Resistance 
no spoilers because for people who haven't read it yet, I'm not going to spoil the ride, but oh my god, it is amazing. It's so good. Ride of Resistance is so amazing. If you haven't written it yet, you gotta, like, book your tickets in advance. Like, if you're not an annual pass holder and you're just gonna go to, um, and you're just gonna go, um, for Rise of Resistance. Okay, uh, I'm not the biggest on game plans, but, I mean, I'm not the biggest at telling game plans, but here is my impromptu, uh, game plan for, um, getting on Rise of Resistance. So, and this is mostly for uh, people. I mean, like, I guess it's for any passengers too. But I'm um, like, so you want to book your tickets in advance on a time, uh, like in like a couple days. So like, if you don't get it the first day, on some chance, on some, uh, on some chance, because that could happen. You could not get a ticket to Galaxy. Uh, I mean, to uh, Res Resistance, because it's all through their virtual queue system, um, on their app. And, like, you can get it at, like, the guest service thing, but, like, I would not recommend doing that. You need to get, like, the app so that you can um, book your book your boarding pass, as they say. Um, but you want to book a at least a three-day uh, ticket vacation thing. It doesn't mean a vacation because, I mean, if, you're, if you still live in Florida and, like, you want to... I don't know what I'm saying here, but <laughs> you want to like get a good time frame where you're free so that you can continue, uh, can so you can consistently go back in, in like a three morning period to like retry. Cause if you don't get, you might not get it the first day and you want to have other tries to, uh, to back, to back that up. Um, so, but anyway, so on, 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 on the day that you go, you're going to want to go, like, at park, before park opening, you're going to want to leave the house around 5.30. And this is, like, um, and I don't know if it's going to change as the, I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to change as the months go by and the hype kind of dies down slightly. It will never die down completely, but it will die down ever so slightly. Um... But you're going to want to get there at like five uh, or like six o'clock in the morning. You're going to want to get in the park and they usually let you into the park before the park officially opens so that they, you can like, it's like a holding pen and you can kind of get your good spot. Don't use their Wi-Fi. Their Wi-Fi is slow. So whenever you open up the app, um, the Wi-Fi is slow. So you're not going to want to go on the, uh, go on the Wi-Fi. Use your LTE or your 4G or 5G, whatever you got. You use that. Don't use the Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi there is really bad. Or like everyone's on it. Everyone's on it, so you think so they think it's gonna be better, but it actually in reality isn't because so many people are on it. Anyway, so you're gonna wanna open up the app and you're gonna wanna go to I think my status. Uh, whenever you look up uh, Rise of Resistance, you're gonna wanna go to my status. You click on that, and then it's gonna say, uh, and then it's gonna bring you to a screen that you can constantly refresh to uh, see if you can get a boarding pass. So you want to constantly refresh that, and you're going to want to um, click join boarding group whenever the whenever 7 o'clock hits, and that's when the park officially opens. Um, and then once you do that, then you should be good to go. We, 
my dad, my dad and I, um, we got there at six o'clock. We got to the park around seven, uh, six thirty, uh, six forty-five, kind of. And then my dad just got on that thing. We, he started refreshing. No lie, we got there. We 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 hit the button seven o'clock on the dot when it like opens up. We hit it on seven o'clock on the dot. We got group uh 71 seven o'clock on the dot there are only um i think 250 that could be an, that's a problem that's an estimate not an estimate but like that's just a guess about how many boarding passes there are um and then like that, that that's not 250 people that's 250 groups so you can be a part of like one big giant group um that's like uh so so yeah so like that's like 250 uh groups and so we were group 71. We hit it on 7 o'clock on the dot. That meant at like 7.05, they were already going into backup uh, backup boarding group passes. Then at 7.10, they're all gone. In a span of 10 minutes, it's insane. In the span of 10 minutes, the you can't ride the ride anymore. It, like if you if you try to get, get on there at 7.11, um you there will be no more left it's all gone all the tickets for the day are gone and that was just our experience uh that day i don't know if that has changed if that uh i'm, I'm gonna guess it hasn't because it hasn't really been that long but uh yeah it's kind of insane it, it is really insane actually on how uh, how fast they go um but anyway but the ride and the land is just amazing the one thing I have with the land is that it is not as connectable as anything else is. Like I, I, I think that Star Tours is more, I, and I, I don't know if that's just nostalgia talking. Probably mostly is, but I feel like Star Tours has a more connectivity to it. Nothing, and like, and that's also be just because, like, you see characters that you know. You see R two T two. You see. Um, C-3PO, you see uh, Admiral Akbar and like up in the little cockpit when you first go in. Um, but like, yeah, like, and you go to places that you know. Batu is not a place that I know. <laughs> I mean, I bet it's been in some extended lore books that I have not read yet because I am a, uh, not a true fan. I mean, I, I, I am a true fan, but I'm not a extensive fan because that is extensive lore. Yeah, I'm not an extensive fan. Uh, not really an extensive fan of anything, to be honest. HHN, I'm an extensive fan of HHN. I want to know all the lore. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I, it's probably been in a bunch of books that I have not read yet. Um, I'm probably going to get into more uh, Star Wars lore, because I, I, with all the movies being gone now, like with the, with the movies ending. Oh yeah, the final Star Wars movie came out um, while we were in this giant long hiatus um, for geek culture. But anyway, but yeah, so the um, Galaxy's Edge land, Batu, it's um, expertly well crafted. It's just amazing in the sense that it's, it is Star Wars. Like you can look at it and be like, huh. Yeah, that's something that would be in Star Wars, but it's not something I recognize from Star Wars. It can be in Star Wars, but it's not something. Oh, whoa! This is this is. I don't know if this is deep or not. No, it's not deep. It's it's a uh, it's a good quote. 
I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm narcissistically uh, admiring my own quote that I just came up with. It's, it, it looks like Star Wars, but it's not from Star Wars. Deep down in our hearts, it is not from Star Wars. It's, it's got this shell of being Star Wars, like that's Star Wars. But it's not something I've grown to love and know from Star Wars. That wasn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. Anyway, <laughs> um, the experiences within the land, like the lightsaber building, I was able to um, like look in on that. I was able to watch that happen. Um, that was awesome. That was so cool. I teared up. I teared up. <laughs> I teared up multiple times during that experience. It's so great. It is so, so great. Um, just everything. And the people who do it, amazing. They do such a great job. And I, I cannot give them enough credit that they deserve. It's just, it's so great. That, that experience is really well done. Um, the bad thing is, is uh, you can't really experience that um, for the most part, unless you got $200 spare. Uh, <laughs> I, that came off a lot more aggressive than I thought it was going to be. Um, but it's very expensive. And I, I understand why it's, it's, you're building a lightsaber, but the experience should not, you, you shouldn't have to pay for the experience. It's, it's so amazing. That's, that, ah, <laughs> that experience is so great. It's so, it's so amazing. And I just wish that, uh, more people could experience it. Uh, and not have to pay $200 just to witness it. Um, that land needs more shows. And I feel like that could have been one of them. If they just didn't. If they if they had the, the price tag after the experience. Not the price tag before. But after the experience. And then, then that is totally fine. Like paying $200 for a Galaxy's Edge lightsaber. I don't have a problem with that. The problem I have is that you have to pay $200 for the experience. And I don't feel... Uh, that that is um, that's that that's not really fair. You're kind of robbing them of the uh, amazing experience that you've create uh, created. Um, but like, yeah, like take Ollivanders for instance. Ollivanders is an amazing, an amazing experience um, that fits the world of Harry Potter correctly, and it's um, done so well that. They didn't make it a they they could have made it just like how they do Galaxy's Edge, um, where they could have done you know the price tag before and you will watch the show and then you already have your wand so you don't really need to pay for it already because you've already paid for it at the beginning, but they didn't. They made a a show part of the land and you can go there and you can just uh, go into a group and you can get uh, and you can get picked. And have the experience of uh, waving the wand and doing all the stuff inside. I haven't seen the show in like a, a while. I should. I shouldn't. During the summer, I I really need to go back and like just like sit in on a Hallvander show and uh, just watch that because they're they're really great shows. I I remember when I was first picked for an Ollivander show, um, and it was amazing. It was so magical. I was like, I was really into Harry Potter at that moment. Like I was actually reading the books. I, 
fun fact about me, I still haven't read all of the Harry Potter books. I've read one, two, three, a little bit of four. That's it. I haven't, I haven't read the rest, but I was at that time I was really into Harry Potter and getting picked at that moment and just like having the, the wind and the light shine on me. That was, that was crazy. That was so awesome. That was just a, that is an experience I will never forget. Um, but exactly, but that's exactly what I'm trying to point here. The experience should be free for everyone. And then the, the one and the object that you're getting and the souvenir that you're getting out of it should be paid for afterwards. I don't know if that was a bit of a rant. That was a bit of a rant. <laughs> I apologize for my, uh, for my rants, um, or for that rant. Um, but, um, yeah. So that's, what's been going on. <laughs> um, yeah. So everything about Galaxy's Edge is just really amazing. Um, just wish I connected to it a little bit more and I wish that I could see the lightsaber show more. Um, they really need to dial down on the lines. There's a lot of lines in that land. It's like, it's like line land, line land. Oh, the line land. <laughs> Who would go to that theme park? Line land. Just stand in a line. And at the end of it, you might get something cool. I don't know what it might be, but you're, you're waiting in a line. Welcome to line land. Um, but like, uh, Galaxy's Edge has literally a line for everything. A store has a line. A restaurant, or not really a restaurant, a bar has a line. A droid factory, which I can understand out of all of them, has a line. Uh, and the rides obviously have lines, but those, you know, those kind of just go without saying. But those three things, the bar, the gift shop, and the droid factory, I, I, they, they really shouldn't really have lines. I mean, the droid factory out of most, most of, out, out of all of them, I understand the most for having a line, but like a bar has a line and I, I I'm not thinking about it more, most clubs and it's like, it's, it's treated more like club. I mean, a cantina is basically a club, um, have like lines and bouncers out front, but like, it's weird to see that in like a Star Wars universe. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. It kind of just, it kind of just like breaks the immersion a little bit just to see these lines around. And I, I know they can't, I know they can't like stop lines. They can't, cause it's, it, it is a theme park land in the end. And what I'm asking for is, is probably a bit too much. And I understand that. Um, but you know, um, yeah, but Rise of Resistance is cool. Rise of Resistance is cool. And, uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, that, that's a fun simulator. That, that, that is probably the epitome of a good simulator ride. I, I, out of the tier list of simulator rides, which I probably should do, that's actually gonna, that sounds fun. Um, and the tier list of simulator rides that I have right now, I think, Star Tours is like SSS tier. Star Tours is awesome. And then I think uh, Million Falcon is probably a good a good A tier. And then uh, Spider-Man's probably in the SSS tier with Star Tours. Transformers is probably like a C. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah. So Galaxy's Edge is pretty cool. 
Uh, and I definitely uh, recommend it <laughs> for all of the for all of the compl- the rant I just went on. I definitely think it's an awesome experience. It's truly if you're a Star Wars fan, and I'm a Star Wars fan, so I loved it. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're gonna get a great kick out of it. It's awesome. It's really cool for a Star Wars fan. If you're not, you're probably not gonna understand it as much. Like you're probably gonna go there and be like, "This is neat." My sister just thought that too. Is like, "This is pretty neat." Um, but yeah. So, um, yeah. Also, one tidbit, get blue milk instead of green milk. Green milk does not taste good. Blue milk is really good. I like that. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. A new season of Doctor Who has begun. Uh, just kind of jumping, <laughs> jumping right into the next topic. A new season of Doctor Who has begun, um, and it started uh, January 1st, I think. Yeah, like, I think it was just January 1st. And... It's been, I've had very mixed feelings about it. The two-parter, I'm, uh, spoiler warning, I guess, and, like, if you, uh, if you haven't been catching up, or if you, if you just, uh, genuinely care about spoilers, um, but if you don't care about Doctor Who, then listen. <laughs> the two-parter that it opened with, um, that spanned from January 1st to, you know, the following Sunday. Uh, that was good. That was a good opening. That was a good opening, a good, great reinduc- uh, reintroduction of the Master, the Doctor's um, most feared villain. We still don't have confirmation or anything about how the heck he he's here. Um, the last time we saw the Master was in series... 10 at the at the ending of series 10 um or season 10 um and uh, she straight up died so how missy um regenerated into a another guy don't know how that worked because she died (laughs) she straight up died i mean we don't know that for a fact we never saw her stop breathing her her we never saw her two hearts stop moving or stop beating. So we don't really know what happened yet. Hopefully we get some sort of confirmation at the end of the season. But like that was a that was a solid reveal and a solid payoff for a solid opening to a great season. So coming off of that was a pretty okay episode. A lot of people hated the next episode or which was entitled Orphan 55. I think it was called Orphan 55. Um, but it was basically about, like, a um, Earth, but it's been turned to, like, a wasteland, and humans have evolved into these gross monsters. This se- new season has adopted a lot of uh, political writers, and I'm not digging it. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of political, like, political messages in... At least, at least, like, if, if I'm going to watch a show to watch, listen, look for the political message, that's what I'm doing. That That, that is in a case where it is fine. Um, in a show where political messages are deserved. But this is Doctor Who. This is a sci-fi, semi, would you say thriller? No, not thriller. It's a sci-fi show. It's a sci-fi action. There you go. Sci-fi action show. Um, where I don't really want to 
where I kind of want to be taken away from the real world. You know, I want to get immersed into this, into the doctor's world. I want to get immersed into where she, where she come from and where she comes from and where, uh, what kind of uh, foes she faces, you know, I want to get adopted into that world or, um, immersed into that world. I don't want to be constantly reminded by that uh, us humans are destroying the earth, which we are. We are destroying the earth. Yes, we can't ignore that. Whenever we sit down and watch a TV show, we don't want to be constantly reminded, especially a TV show that is undeserving um, or is unneeding of those political messages like Doctor Who. Um, so whenever they whenever they announced that they were adopting a bunch of new writers, a bunch of new political writers, which... Um, um, I wasn't a huge fan of it at first. Um, I was a bit scared. And Orphan 55 handled that political aspect okay. Because the monsters were pretty cool. They were pretty menacing. Um, the episode was alright. i looking back on it now. Like I, we, we watched, me and my dad watched it. And we were like, this is a really good Doctor Who episode. But then like looking into it more and more, I was like, it's an okay episode. It isn't great. It isn't a good episode. Um, but I definitely don't hate it as much as a lot of a lot of people do. Um, episode four, which was uh, which was about Nikola Tesla and these like scorpion people, that was just a boring episode. It wasn't really having a political message. It was just kind of like Tom. It was basically like Thomas Edison and freaking Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla just feuding for like forty minutes. It wasn't the best. <laughs> it was not the best whatsoever. Um, I, I would say I didn't like it at all. I, I, I would not watch that episode again. Episode five, what was that? That was, oh, Fugitive of the Jadoon. So the Jadoon were a creature from David Tennant era. So that was like the early, uh, 2006 to 2010 era of Doctor Who. They were, they were a villain from that era of Doctor Who. And, oh my God. That episode was amazing. Oh, my, it was better than the opening. It was better than any episode that we've seen all season. It was so good. It brought back, um, it brought back a good villain, and it brought him back in a great way. It brought back a a uh, it brought uh, it brought back a uh, awesome companion from that same 2006 2010 David Tennant era, um, which was Captain Jack Hartness. If you haven't heard. Kevin Jack Harkness is back on the show. Um, when I say back on the show, as in like he appeared in that episode and he hasn't been back since. So, so, so as I've heard. Um, but hopefully we get some more Kevin Jack Harkness. I hope that wasn't a one-time thing. Like, come on. Like, that, that was really cool. Um, and then we got awesome new info about this new doctor that was revealed, a brand new doctor that was revealed, um, not like a regeneration, but like it was a doctor like from an alternate dimension, I guess that's what we're theorizing right now. We don't know yet. And the reason why I'm mad about the payoff, like the ending of that episode, and it wasn't because of the reveal, I thought everything in that episode was awesome and I thought it was really cool and the way they handled it was great in that episode. What I didn't like is that they went straight from an awesome episode that was of all about the storyline of the of that season, straight to an episode that was completely filler. And I understand filler has to be the show. It stretches out the season and it makes sure that the entire season's in a reasonable 
you know, reasonable amount of episodes, you know? But when you go off of an episode like that and then go into an episode about crows with with like a with a plastic disease that episode 6 which was entitled Praxius oh my lord that episode was awful god oh my god that episode was the worst episode this season it was not good it was boring the entire like just there are too many characters and we can already say that about the uh the TARDIS crew because the TARDIS crew this, se- this season is the Doctor, Graham, um, Naz, and I can't remember his name. I actually can't do it. Be- because I would say that the TARDIS should consist of at least um, the Doctor and one or two companions. Three is pushing it. There is three people in that TARDIS, and it's there's just... So, it's just too much. It's too much. You need a condensed main crew in, in Doctor Who. You can't have too many characters in Doctor Who. Um, but that but that episode had so many characters with all their each separate storylines. Like, um, the reason I say one or two, I would mostly say one. One companion is the best. Amy and Rory are exceptions because they shared a storyline. They didn't have their separate storylines. For the most part, there are some parts where they did, and they that they they handled that well, but they re- like they they had a concise storyline for both of them. Every like and like Amy and Rory was them getting together and getting married. That was that was their that was their arc. They started out as a boyfriend and girlfriend, just like kind of like kind of like distant kind of boyfriend and girlfriend, like when you first see them in the first episode of Matt Smith's era. They're kind of distant boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, but by the end of it, they're extremely close and they're husband and wife. That is their arc. Um, these characters in this new season, in the in, in like the TARDIS crew, uh, Graham, Naz, and What's-His-Face, <laughs> they don't have arcs. They had, okay, I will admit they had some sort of resemblance of an arc in season 11. Season 11 wasn't good, though. It, would, it, would, it didn't have great episodes. This season, at least, has had watchable episodes at, uh, or no, like awesome episodes at most, and annoying slash not great episodes at l- the least. Um, and I just, I, I'm kind of scared to see where Doctor Who heads, like go, go what what road it goes down. Now, um, I know that they, there's, re, there's a return of the Cybermen. I haven't watched the past two episodes of this past week. We're getting the season finale, uh, two-parter this week. We're getting part one this week and then part two next week. God, I hope that they can pick this back up. Because I love Doctor Who. I love it with all my, I, I love it with all my heart. I, I would even say, probably not Star Wars. I probably love it as much as... No, I like Doctor Who a lot. Probably put it in between um, Star Wars and um, anything '80s related, like Gremlins, Ghostbusters. Like I probably like like it right there. Um, I feel like Star Wars is like really special. 
You know what? I'm, no, no, I'm putting Doctor Who right next to Star Wars. Yeah, I pro- I think I, I like Star Wars and Doctor Who the exact same. Um, but so I really don't want to see Doctor Who to go down this this path that I feel like it's going down. Um, and I hope, God, I hope that it that if this season doesn't do well, I don't want them to give up. I I I believe in this show, and I believe in the people that are writing it. Um, and I just hope that they can pick this back up. And I don't want I don't want Doctor Who to get canceled. I don't want it to get canceled. I don't want it to end. I mean, you know, everything's gonna end, but I don't want it to end yet. <laughs> I don't want it to end on a bad note. If anything, my envision of the finale of Doctor Who is bringing back all of the past five Doctors into one big giant movie-length finale. That would never happen, but that's what I want. Um, yeah, and I want to give this brand new Doctor a chance. We ha- we don't know anything about her. We don't know anything about this new Doctor. Like who she who she is, who she is as a doc- as a Doctor. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Again, sorry for the rant. There's just a lot of... There's, 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 I got thoughts on a lot of stuff. <laughs> so over the course of the next few podcasts, I'm going to be cover oh, covering stuff I've missed. And I'm not, well, something I've missed, or this, some things I've missed, are movies. A lot of movies have came out over the course of these past five months that I've been in my giant, long lazy hiatus um a movie of the title uh joker dc comics joker uh came out in october and i can't believe i didn't cover it there's one thing i should have covered and should have came back with should have been joker um but i'm doing that now i'm i'm doing what i said i should have done back in october um fun fact this this podcast was originally going to be just going on a like a small hiatus, like into I think middle of October, then it ended up kind of just keep on going. And the hiatus kept on going because I kept on getting lazy. I didn't want to do it, but then I was like, "Hey, I like talking. I should put that talking to good use. This is good use." Anyway, Joker. Whew! Joker's an amazing movie. I love it so much. I've talked about it so much to like other like to all my friends and stuff. It's such a expertly well shot and well told movie through this man that you're initially rooting for. Like you know what he's gonna turn into by the end of the movie, but you're initially rooting for him because he's like he's a he's a uh, yeah yeah he's a genuinely nice guy at first at heart at first he just has a couple of issues, um, and like that like just. That right off the bat is just great. That's a great, that's a great story. Just a man who has has some problems and needs to get over that. Uh, needs needs to try to uh, conquer those problems in the society that he lives in. And you've probably heard of the memes and stuff like I'm just like Joker and like we live in a society, and that's true. We do live in a society. Um, <laughs> but um, like the the way that the the society, quote-unquote, has been portrayed, and, like, the economy of the time, and, like, this takes place in, like, the 70s, I think? Yeah, it takes place in, like, the 70s. And just Arthur's character 
in the movie is just so expertly well done. It's so well portrayed by Joaquin Phoenix. It's it's some of the best acting I've ever seen. And like, and don't don't hear that and be like, ha, there's something better that 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 you are totally missing. I'm I'm a 14 year old, so uh, like acting from coming from Joaquin is like the the epitome of what I've seen uh, as a as a kid. And like. And I think a lot of people agree with me. I, I, no, a lot of people do agree with me because he won uh, best uh, best actor at the Oscars uh, the a few weeks ago, and that was totally well deserved. I thought I thought that was completely well deserved. He deserved his Oscar. Um, I can't believe he hadn't got one before Joker. That's kind of insane, being his first Oscar. And um, it's, that that was just amazing. I'm I'm so happy for him, and I'm so glad that he was able to. Um, portray this character that we all know and love, um, or I guess not all know and or not not all love. We all love to hate this character, and I met a, I, I, and, I, and a, a good a good chunk of us do actually love this character. I I love the Joker; he's awesome. Um, but um, then again, he is a psychopath. But just the Joker movie in general, the way the just the way his his change, his like metamorphosis if we can get like real philosophical here um the, the like the the changing of his character was really well done and just amazingly portrayed by Lucky Phoenix I, mean, I can't say that enough um Todd Phillips the directing in that movie and the cinematography was amazing the subway scene is one of the uh, most amazing scenes in like that I've ever seen shot in cinema it's amazing the subway scene is so great and just like the the way the camera pans pans as as uh, arthur's going after the other guy it's so good <laughs> it's really good um but like i can't i i'm kind of just treading over what other people have said about joker it's an amazing movie it totally deserved to be a not uh, to be nominated for um best picture i'm glad it didn't win though and we'll go back to who won in a later podcast, but I feel like this is a great way to cap off the first returning episode of Geek Culture. Um, going to be now every every Wednesday night. Um, I might do some recordings over this weekend and just kind of like get them set up for the next few weeks. But yeah, so every Wednesday night, there will be a brand new episode of Geek Culture. Pick a good middle of the week treat. Um, rather than the end of the week treat that it was. I think I, I, I think Geek Culture is definitely a good middle tier podcast um, when it comes to podcasts. <laughs> anyway, um, hope you guys did enjoy this episode of Geek Culture. Please let me know. Like, uh, uh, talk, uh, like, DM, uh, talk, like, let me know what I can do to make these better. Uh, I know less stammering. I figured that one out, like, from the last sentence, because it was kind of like, uh, 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 uh. um, but, yeah, so, um, just let me know, uh, what I can do to make these better, and I hope you guys did enjoy the first returning episode of Geek Culture. I'm Kay Nayello, and I'm signing off.